Associates. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a podcast mostly about movies. We pick themes and our listeners pick what we watch. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have an amazing panel, very talented, a little too dude heavy, but quality. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez, part two on Twitter in Portland, Oregon. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez. I uh, I woke here now. Don't fuck with my image, Alex. <laughs> it's Very true. Important. It's true. I, I know like 50% of your power disappears if people yeah. find out we're sleeping together. Yep. Um, also, I should say, even though I'm going to give cities for where these people are from, everybody today is recording live in... Not live. I mean, we are alive. We're in, in our Portland studios in the Helium Comedy Club green room. Uh, our second guest today from Seattle, Washington, at TaylorClark123 on Twitter, because the first 122 Taylor Clarks were taken. Please welcome Mr. Taylor Clark. I'm uh, hung like a horse. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Something to ruminate over while I walk away. <laughs> what part am I supposed to think about? Like how that would be disproportionate right, to your right, body? Like mull it over. I'm hung like a horse. I'm just going to be standing over here with my huge horse dick <laughs> while you think about it. Also joining us today, uh, he's at Curtis underscore Cook on Twitter, a writer for the Jim Jeffries Show on Comedy Central, returning in March? May? I'm not supposed to say. Oh. Returning at some point later this year, if things go well. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, he'll have to move back to Portland, but he's currently in Los Angeles. Uh, please welcome Mr. Curtis Cook. As far as you're concerned, any sex we had is entirely a product of your imagination. I forgot about the quote, so I just <laughs> on IMDb. You just Googled quick, the quote, the script out. <laughs> just trying to find the last text message you got from someone like that. I know one of these lines you would have to be in this movie. This is my my, my favorite line from the movie: "Interior office day." <laughs> Uh, also, I want to say before we start the show really quick, uh, a quick shout out to Jane, who you guys met, who uh, listened to the show, who came out to Earthquake Hurricane yeah. this week, which Anthony, and I, for those of you who don't know, we don't talk about our city very often because a lot of the time our panels are, we record over the internet and people are sprung far afield, but Anthony and I run a stand-up show with some of our friends here in Portland every Thursday at 8 o'clock. It's called Earthquake Hurricane. It's a Ford Food and Drink. Thanks for coming, Jane. And if you come out to the show, we will also chat with you. Yep. Briefly. Great. Uh, it will feel forced. <laughs> I don't want to oversell it. Um, so this is episode number 427 of the pod. We have now done as many episodes as the model number of the Shelby Cobra, the British-American sports car made in the 1960s. You guys are, of course, familiar with the 1966 Shelby Cobra 427. The Cobra, the classic. It's, it is a classic. And Four I, wheels. We got a steering wheel in it. Nice. I love wood, it. Wooden steering wheel frequently. Um Ooh. This is my favorite part of the podcast. Well, so this is this is interesting because uh, uh, I was just reading a news story about uh, a guy who found a 1966 Shelby Cobra 427 as well as a 1967 Ferrari 275 GTB in an old barn that hadn't been opened since 1991. And both of them had under 20,000 miles on them together worth around $8 million. OMG. Isn't that, isn't that pretty good? For, yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I think we I mean, even qualify as great. It's yeah. a great day. Although the guy, so the guy does, uh, who found Jesus. him, he like works for a show weeks. called The Barn Find Hunter, uh, which means it was probably just planted there by producers back in 91, so they'd have something to talk about. In like 50 years, the version of that is going to be like, I some guy opened up a desk drawer who hasn't been opened in 20 years and found a bunch of hard drives with 
eight million dollars in bitcoins on them. I mean, that is the <laughs> like, like I've heard so many stories of people losing and or finding bitcoin this last yeah. couple of months. That's everybody's favorite story. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like whenever you need, you just check your couch cushions. That's what no one tells you. For bitcoin. old hard drives, yeah. for fifty-two digit uh, yeah. passcodes. Well, I'm taking a shower and a thumb drive fell out of my armpit. <laughs> Four thousand bitcoin on that hard drive. <laughs> You you seem like a guy who has a lot of opinions about Bitcoin, Anthony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Does it bother you that the people who are made the richest by this no. are heroin dealers and Winklevoss twins? No. Uh, that bums me out. My main thing about Bitcoins that I'm excited about is how cheap I'm going to be able to get graphic codes in like <laughs> two years. Okay. Once like okay. the whole thing... like crashes and burns see i knew you'd have a take that yeah. i had never heard before on bitcoin i could trust oh, yeah, because graphic codes have been driven up yeah. so much because of it in like five years you're going to be able to buy the nicest graphic codes from like men in barrels it's gonna be great <laughs> it's gonna be the dopest thing <laughs> why did in every like 1920s poor person cartoon they were like oh we lost our house I guess I'm going to wear a barrel as clothes. Because you lose when your is clothes, that the mo- too. But when is that the most convenient substance around, is a barrel with with uh, uh, suspenders? Because it's an outfit and a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And there's waterfalls okay, like all over the place. You never know. Like there's, <laughs> The waterfall market was booming. Right, know? right. So it's transportation as well. Yeah, exactly. Transportation. <laughs> ha- it's very much like a turtle. Anyway, pretend I just finished that thing about barn find hunters. Speaking of things that have been collecting dust since the 90s, this week... See? Yeah, we saw what you okay. did there. This week we're talking about The Last Seduction. I'm upset that we all just let that happen. <laughs> we let it pander to all three of us. <laughs> I mean, the people at home laughed hysterically, but I still need to hear you guys react. Speaking of, okay. So uh, That one was for you, Jane. <laughs> Last Seduction, the 1994 film directed by John Dahl, who, most importantly to my life, also made Rounders. Um, did a bunch of other things. I like uh, that one, What's too. Rounders? You never saw Rounders? Uh, it is a Matt movie. Damon? It's Matt Damon as a poker player, poker hustler, and uh, John Malkovich uh, playing the. I, I would say if you're going to give an all-time KGB, Oscar, KG, uh, a former KGB poker player, and I would say you give him the all-time Oscar for most over-the-top accent that is still fun. Yeah, <laughs> like that doesn't distract from the character. His accent is so horrible in that movie, and it's the best. It's great. What, what language is it's Russian, Russian yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, Russian yeah. right yeah I mean his name is like te- te- pay him pay that man his money it's so check 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 all me. night you check <laughs> just <laughs> and he's got this poker tell which is he's like this KGB agent amazing poker yeah. player and his tell is anytime he has great cards he just starts eating Oreos really fast and that's how Matt Damon beats him he's, <laughs> wait, he's like I'm on to you on your Oreo thing that sounds like a Chris Farley tell. I know. So, <laughs> I haven't seen Rounders in a while. I, I don't remember this. Love that movie. I've seen that movie probably more than any other film. I'd say it's probably my Rounders. Name. Interesting. I wanted. Choice. To, I yeah, wanted I, a good movie. But. Rounders is one of those movies that like didn't do well like when it came out, but it like secretly is what started the poker craze of the it's early aughts. Two like, things. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, when, that and Chris Moneymaker is what started. And I yeah. wanted to be a poker hustler for years, so I, I watched really? it. Yeah. All the time. I mean, I I feel like in the wake of Rounders, you could not go anywhere without seeing. Assholes playing. Everyone wanted to play Hold'em for like yep. four it's years true. after Rounders came true. out. Johnny Chan, the master. It's yeah. it's really good. Uh, the the two best poker movies are Rounders and the Cincinnati Kid. And the Cincinnati Kid was Steve McQueen, and it ends with him losing and learning that maybe poker is not a good idea because it's gambling still. And the Rounders, they were like, we'll just make him win. <laughs> so they turned it around. <laughs> poker takes off. It's my favorite poker movie is The Sting. 
Oh, the sting is so good. We watched the sting on the show. Because the thing is, poker should be a game when you cheat. <laughs> Fuck up with the bad guys, right? <laughs> they cheat in rounders, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Edward Norton as Worm, the poker Yeah, cheat. but at the end, he beats him straight up. You know, He does. This, That's yeah. Matt Damon does, but... <laughs> At the sting, and then the sting, when uh, he's not outplaying Robert Shaw, he tricks Robert Shaw. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's a bad guy. But Worm, he knows discard yeah. calls, the pickup call, the overhand run up, the double deuce. He's got it all. Can, Can we, we talk about more? the movie yeah, we yeah, all sorry. watched? Okay, so anyway, that's another thing John Dell made, but he also I'll made. I'll give it a second watch. <laughs> Jesus, Rounders was very influential. It was a great movie. Like, God damn, I get it. I had, I had somewhere, fun somewhere John Dahl is like, finally, someone's talking about The Last Seduction. <laughs> and then he's just like, God damn it, it became a Rounders conversation. Every time they start talking Every about that movie, time. they took a side street to Rounders and they never come back. I can't get a poking ticket without them talking about Rounders. My whole fucking okay. life. Okay, John, so we'll talk about The Last Seduction chick, for you. Chick, chick, chick. <laughs> <laughs> is the position rise i call it um so uh the uh, uh the last seduction why the reason we're watching last seduction since no one talks about it uh is uh because it's sponsuary this is our one of our uh three times a year we have sponsors where people can pay to choose the topic that we're going to watch and we just closed an excellent round of sponsorship it's going to be a crazy like six weeks but this one is sponsored by paul from new jersey who's back with another sponsorship. As per usual, he says, I'm choosing a movie from 1994, colon, the year of movies. Uh, as you guys know, 1994 was the year of movies. Um, this time, however, rather than give you something bad or misguided, I'm offering you a legitimate, we'll talk about it later, a legitimate <laughs> hidden gem. What the hell does that mean? We'll talk about it more. It's just a year of surprisingly year of good movies. movies. If you oh, think okay. back on 94, it's like, man, there was some I good shit that year. We'll talk more I about that in the second right. half. Four. Wow, that uh, irritates me on so <laughs> many levels. Yeah, that um, sounded like bragging to me. <laughs> but uh, it was a great, great year. Uh, anyway, uh, back to what Paul says about this movie. This movie would likely have netted some Oscar nominations or possibly wins, but it aired a single time on HBO first, making it ineligible. They actually sued the uh, Academy over that. Um, but uh, they, seems like a simple rule they should have followed. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't understand that part of the story. I like you guys fucked up. This is on you. Um, but uh, Paul says the movie is dark, erotic, neo-noir thriller featuring a stellar performance by Linda Fiorentino, um, for which she did receive multiple awards, if not an Oscar, which incredible, right? Oh, yeah. She was mm-hmm. great. And I don't think if not an Oscar is how that works. It's not like, I think she won, she won a bunch of awards, I think an Oscar. No, it's a, no, it's she, a, yeah. it's a hard line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> also, yeah, no. We're also doubling up on themes this month. Uh, we were looking at our themes and what, we, like, what we've taken for this month, and I, I think we're going to call this uh, Smush Month, because there was a lot of smushing in this movie, right? They did a lot of smushing. Yeah, um, especially with her just grabbing a dick and smushing she's it. She's always grabbing dicks and smushing them. <laughs> and then there's the guy in the car. She sh- she looked at his dick and then Permanent smushed smush. him against a tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the month, we're going to go watch a uh, monster truck rally. So there'll be a lot of smush in there, too. That's one of our episodes this month. So awesome. It's going to be a that weird month. Really a lot of smushing. So sponsuary, smush month. Thank you, Paul, uh, as always, for helping us finish up uh, 1994, the year of movies. And it's always great to have everybody who's sponsored. Um, such an amazing set of episodes. If you want to see all the episodes coming up in the next two months, you can go to readdeskweep.com slash next, and you can also leave comments and suggest games or ask questions about the topic. Some other highlights include D2, The Mighty Ducks, which we're going to watch uh, right around Olympics time. They're going to be smushing into each other because they're playing hockey. Did you ever see the Mighty Ducks the animated series? No, I've never seen uh, any Mighty Ducks. They were actually ducks, and they were like see, hockey I like that better. weaponry. Yeah. I, I'm more Did into they that. like mighty mouse style web like powers <laughs> yeah they had like one of them was like the spy duck and one of them well it was essentially Did they still like, play hockey 
Yeah, no, they had hockey themed weapons though. Like Oh, so they didn't they were not hockey players, yeah, they were just I do remember war this ducks? A little bit. I think they were like they war were ducks like from war space. Ducks. <laughs> remember like it was right around like biker mice from Mars and Street Sharks. Street Sharks. Yeah, oh, sure. same era. It, it's like they just sent over the title to an animation house exactly. who was like, yeah. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> what this is. Exactly. <laughs> they just got a thing called Mighty Ducks and like a picture of a hockey stick and some animators just imagination went fucking wild. You guys fill in the blank. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they had so much luck with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and they were like, you know, when we just pull words out of hats yeah. and make cartoon shows, it, got a lot of success. <laughs> they go into you know Movies with sequels, and <laughs> we're also going to be watching towards the end of the, the this run. We're going to be watching a movie entirely in Esperanto, the language of the future. So it's going to be a weird couple of months. So slash next if you want to see all of our upcoming episodes. And thanks to our sponsors. Now I'm going to summarize the film The Last Seduction, which I guess I should point out there was a sequel. So it's like the penultimate seduction. There's a sequel to there the last is a sedu- sequel to the last seduction with none of the original cast. What they just oh. replaced What's it about? her. Like, uh, it's her, but it's a different her. Like open water too. So it's a similar character, or literally. The it's same the same lady. person, but different actor. What is open water two? It's the sequel work. to open water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. All right, I never thought of it that way. You should uh, watch open water two for the show. We, well, keep it in mind. Is uh, that a, a I assume a shark movie? Yeah. Uh, there's. I don't think there's a shark in it. Oh. I'm pretty sure they're both shark movies. The first one is a shark movie. Open Water 2, Adrift. Open, open Water 2 is they all, they're, they're in a, a yacht, boat. and they jump yeah. into the yacht, they forget to let the stairs down. So they're just like... Classic blunder. You just watch them die. <laughs> no oh, sharks. Oh, yeah, they don't... It's not sharks, it's that they're just slowly drowning, or yeah. like freezing to death or whatever. They're just like in the water the whole time. I bet a shark swims by at some point. Um, this movie <laughs> didn't do great. All right. Anyway, uh, so now here's the last seduction. You guys jump in. Make sure you, I don't miss anything. Um, our main character, Bridget, played by Linda Fiorentino, uh, who uh, you guys might know from Dogma or Men in Black. And uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> your d- your brain I just exploded. Yeah, it just all clicked. Yeah. I, She's in Dogma. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do and this more often because <laughs> you always know these, yeah. Anthony, and I have to look them up. So I'm going to try to like help other jog people in case the people listening at home want a picture who we're talking about. Um, was Dogma 1994? No, 96, 97? 97? Yeah. Was that the year of music? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she is a sales savant uh, working as a supervisor in a high-pressure phone sales office in New York. <laughs> Is she? Isn't a she more, of words. Isn't she just someone who kind of works in a montage? Isn't she someone who just like she She's doesn't really have a job? Benefits. She just walks around apparently with a it's headset a- on in a smoky room. And just like says things in quick cuts, like her job is so unimportant. She has a full time job with benefits, working in montages. Yeah, it's a- ask for the sale four times every time. Yeah. That was my other line. That's that a good line. Yeah. And because you used the line about horsecock, I at the time I was like, man, he should leave her alone. And then I remembered she wants to hear every sales pitch four times. <laughs> His fourth sales pitch was, "My dick hey, is that like that right. of a horse." I bet you're right. Or did you actually? Count I counted it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you did. that was clever. Good job, guys. Everyone she has sex with asks her four times i mean we only see her have sex with him right i don't know i watched it in but it makes a sense speed on youtube <laughs> <laughs> don't have a lot of time very busy i get it i get it um so uh but so she's working as this uh, phone sales supervisor montage uh but she's also married to the slightly hapless medical student named clay played by bill bill pullman who you guys know as 
the best movie president of all times, mm-hmm. President Bill Pullman from Independence Day. Mm-hmm. He's the love interest from While You Were Sleeping. He's done a lot yeah. of things, but definitively <laughs> the, the, the president. The not love interest from When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yeah, the hate interest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy who's like super charming and she should have yeah. ended up with anyway. Yeah. The guy, I just want to love you. And sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Sleep, that, oh, that's sleepless in Seattle. Seattle, Seattle, Seattle yeah. Yeah. Harry yeah, yeah. Sally. Yeah. There you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, I loved him in that movie. I was like, this guy seems like a nice guy. Oh, he's so allergic. Sneezing on everything. <laughs> oh, if you don't get the ref- who he is yet, he is the uh, the still living Bill of the of the two Bill the the of the Bill Paxton Bill Pullman. Oh, Bill right. Paxton was the better one, but we lost him, so all we're left with is Bill Pullman, <laughs> which is a really good metaphor for 2018 in general. I love like, Bill <laughs> Pullman. Bill Paxton is a terrific actor, but I love Bill was Pullman. A terrific actor. In fact, was a okay um the, his work lives on yeah. i uh i mean a big part when we were looking at sponsorships uh if if they had if if paul had just said it stars linda fiorentino i would have been like cool i can't remember who that is but as soon as he said bill pullman i was like well we got to watch that i love bill pullman he's just so charming and he's always sort of hapless so in this role he's the uh he, he's a medical student who's hugely indebted to a loan shark for unknown reasons so to get out from under that debt he steals a bunch of medical grade <laughs> cocaine. Gambling? Yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> sure. We could assume. Yeah. Well, or I mean, I was trying to think maybe it would make sense if it was like something that she had spent money on because she's so manipulative. Like she like made him take out a debt. Oh, yeah. Like, it, yeah, exactly. Like she's like, oh, we need it. Wasn't it for a house? She wanted a condo. That's why yeah. I, that's the other reason why she wanted him to do this drug deal. So he just steals apparently from the medical college. They just have a lot of medical grade cocaine lying around. This, the whole setup to the movie, <laughs> that whole scene. It's, this was like, I feel like that first 15 minutes was written by someone who had heard of noir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, what if we, this was like a really hardcore phone sales operator and then there was cocaine from a doctor. I, I In a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about medical grade cocaine. Uh, it's a higher grade, Alex. But I assume it would be under at least like lock and key Not at the in medical the 90s. school. <laughs> I cocaine I, wasn't as big then. Uh-huh. And I just love the idea of criminals being like, hey, we're going to give him $700,000, but there's no way in hell I'm giving him $700,000 in my favorite fucking briefcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no way in hell I'm giving him the briefcase. I can't wait to talk about this. So this is one of my favorite scenes. So they, <laughs> yeah. he's doing yeah. this drug deal. We might not talk about anything else in the movie. This is the craziest <laughs> scene. He's got, it's like a classic drug deal. He's like, do you have the money? And they're like, do you have the stuff? And then he's like, look, I have his stuff. And he shows all his pill bottles full of cocaine. And then they're like, here's the money. <laughs> And then he hands them the cocaine, oh, or they pause, show the money. Pause, 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 pause. He open. Okay, so do you guys know how bottles work? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. I didn't know okay, this. Think about this. So he's moving around, yeah, yeah, yeah. shaking business guy in the city, carrying around this briefcase. He right. pops out of his car, opens it. All the bottles are just propped perfect. up. They are perfectly set up. Canister. It is so beautiful <laughs> yeah. the the way the, the bottles are stacked and, in this briefcase. Majestically, anyone knows when you're doing a drug deal, when you show someone the drugs, you have to say exactly what it is. Yeah, just so they right. know what they're buying. Just when in he, case he opens the briefcase and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, medical grade cocaine," and it's just like, in case what, someone what is, is recording this, yeah, we want to make sure we get exactly. all the details on tape. From me, Bill Pullman, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to give me seven hundred thousand dollars. You the Colombian drug lords. Yeah. Here is this cocaine. Okay. So he so he gives them the the briefcase full of drugs, 
and then they like reach with the briefcase full of money and as his as both hands touch the handle instead of falling in love as you'd expect because their hands brush and each other Paulman. they they're grabbing the <laughs> handles the drug dealer for reasons i don't entirely understand pulls a gun on him and he just drops the briefcase and sits down and cries and is like, <laughs> I should have assumed this was going to happen. <laughs> he just, <laughs> I, I just love how, I do love that he immediately caves. He's yeah, just yeah. like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's so oh, good. God. Oh, he just man. completely baited bait us out. That's the most realistic. Like if someone oh, yeah, pulls yeah. a gun on you, you're going <laughs> to be like, well, that's it. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He has no fight he's, in him. He's, he's, and he's so bad at crying. <laughs> and they he's were like, already in debt to a load. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the thing that they were going to kill him, and they were like, man, this guy is just... <laughs> uh, you know what? I can't. I can't. Just give him the money. Just give him the money. Leave the money. So he's Not sitting. only don't kill him, but... All right, he did come all the way out here with these magical pill bottles. Dude, dude, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to give you the money, buddy. It's all right. So what they do is they just tip over the briefcase and dump $700,000 on the ground under the Brooklyn Bridge next to him. And this is what I was trying to figure out was, so did they plan on killing him? And then they didn't, like he won them over by crying. Or did uh, they just, like you said at the beginning, they just didn't want to give up that nice briefcase. Which I do wonder about, because all drug deals in movies, it's always like just giving away your suitcases, and no one ever keeps their suitcases. Anyway, and then uh, the other, or the I guess the other possibility is that they were like, we just, on principle, can't make this easy for you. Like, you're just such a dumb fuck. We have to do something. Like, like they were just bullying him for the sake of bullying him. That's what Basically, I thought. Basically, yeah. They yeah. pulled a gun on him just on principle. They are Colombian drug lords. Yeah. <laughs> Or whatever was big in the 90s. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were just was, uh, two black guys under a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's how the 90s like yeah. to do things. And also, did you just say cocaine wasn't very popular in the 90s? I don't know. I was four. <laughs> but I do like the idea It wasn't that popular took, among Curtis until <laughs> much later. Among four-year-olds, uh, I knew like one or two guys. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> uh, I... I I like to think that they were just bullying him. They were just like, we can't let this doofus keep our money without some harassment. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Why well, did explain that though? Wouldn't they go to the parking lot and be like, "Good thing we pulled all that break, on that dude." <laughs> they don't, they don't say anything. They look back at him like, oh, "What an idiot!" <laughs> like at the and very they didn't end. Just, and they didn't withhold any of the money. They didn't skim a hundred grand off. They just gave him the full seven hundred thousand. Just like a about weird it. amount in this already ridiculous thing. Yeah, seven hundred thousand. It, it yeah. almost seems like. Like Bill, like they shot the scene when he comes home with the money first, and Bill Pullman was just like, you know what, my character wouldn't take the briefcase, so he like shoved all the money in his shoot, and he just like made a choice that day on the set. I like that. And they were like, Bill, what are you doing? He's like, No, no, dude, I just get rid of the briefcase. And then they were, they were filming it. They're like. Oh yeah, I guess he tossed the briefcase in the latest scene <laughs> to get rid of it here. Yeah, so the so the drug lords now have two briefcases and Bill Pullman has none. So he has to put all the money in his shirt and walk through the streets of New York. Um, and when he gets back to his apartment, uh, like this is the thing is the drug lords needn't have bothered giving him the money because he promptly um, puts it on a table. Uh, well, first he gets in a fight with his wife uh, where she makes fun of him for having a shirt full of money and sh- and he slaps her. Just wails off and slaps her. And it's, it's not great. Very shocking very early on in this movie. Especially for Bill Palmer. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it fits with his character of like crying under a bridge, but he says like he's been under a lot of pressure recently. Right. Um, but do you see how he hits her? Like you can... <laughs> 
like, he has like no bicep muscle whatsoever. He just like, kind of shove slaps her. I don't want to. Yeah, sense. I don't want to excuse it. Physically doesn't look natural. It does not, it does not look like Bill Pullman has ever raised his arms above the elbow. Uh, okay, so this, <laughs> this movie is <laughs> is like I, I get like it's uh, going what it's going for like the tone, the Norish sort of like femme fatale thing. Mm-hmm. This movie's also like like. An accidental MRA red pill recruitment video. Yeah. Like more so than anything I've ever seen. And it's just like, yeah. God, let me tell you something, fellas. These these women, you gotta gotta keep your eyes on them. You don't know what they're up to. You slap your wife once and she will ruin your life. She will just steal your seven hundred thousand like multiple other people's lives <laughs> yeah. in the process. She yeah. will still just steal your seven hundred thousand dollars and get a guy to come back and kill you. Because fucking women, am I right? Like <laughs> She does, uh, uh, I assume that she was going to do this regardless of that slap, but she does take the $700,000, throw it in her car, and leaves him. Well, that's the thing about this movie. Okay, so while he's in the shower. She robs the shit out of him while he's in the shower. This movie, it's not like, this movie reminded me a lot of, like, Gone Girl in a way, but, like, in that movie, like, she planned for all of these things and has all these contingencies and is doing all this crazy shit. In this movie, is it that she planned all of this, or is she literally on the fly coming up with every it's an interesting question of this yeah. genius like multi-step plan because it seems like like that that happened and she's like well i'm piecing out yeah and then she just happened to build like a perfect murder scenario in yeah. this crime it's like everything in the movie was any of this planned i mean the, i think she's largely playing jazz what do you think Curtis? the whole thing seems like at us at us it just seems super unnecessary because he was already gonna get murked by the loan shark. So yeah. like, there <laughs> yeah, was no reason. Why did she go to all that trouble to murder him I when they it, were already people? Yeah. She wants to live in New York still. He has to die. It's such it's a big deal. Because she can't. Move what to if she Buffalo? runs into him at brunch? You know, it's gonna be yeah. weird. I have. I there are people I dated that live in Portland that I have never run into in ten years. Like I feel like in New York, you would not see your ex if you didn't want to. Well, not if you're, at, but she wants to be a millionaire. She wants to be running around town. Sure, but where's he? Like, he's not going to hang out with millionaires. He's not going to be at those parties. He's a med student. Yeah, true. I mean, your doctors might, yeah. have no money. Well, never get invited I mean, you've to fun in It's where she had, he had private investigators and stuff after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, private right. investigator Radio Rahim. From <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let we're getting. He let's, dies in every movie. <laughs> let's try to get this back in order. So, hey, she, he made it through the Spider Man trilogy. Okay. <laughs> so she uh, grabbed. Real, real quick, yeah. When uh, when when she runs away with this money and he sticks his head outside the window, the whole time I was like, he's not gonna say. Oh, he d- he goes. <laughs> you better run. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I was like that was a real and line. a weird threat. So yeah, so so he, they're like, also, hey, let's have sex to celebrate. What do you, Pours the money on the table. He's like, "This is a hundred percent laundered clean money, and it's just <laughs> that's seven hundred thousand cash." That's <laughs> not how money that. laundering works, at all. Yeah, the, the the difficulty is getting that into a checking account. That's what money laundering is about. <laughs> he couldn't even keep it in a briefcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so but yeah, it was like someone who put that prop together was like, "All right, we got to make sure it's laundered. <laughs> make sure it looks like it's been freshly laundered." <laughs> so they so he puts the money on the table. 
and then they're going to have sex. And then he's like, no, I'm dirty from fear. So let me go take a shower first. <laughs> fear. I got to wash this emasculation off me real fast. Give me a minute. But, which, and this is why if, if, if somebody is trying to have sex with me, I never take a shower first because I'm assuming they will not be interested by the time I'm back. I just don't think I have that long of appeal. Like I don't have a, an, a half hour of shelf appeal. Like if you're into me now, we got to go before you re- like think about it, you know? That's what I feel. So he goes in the shower and she leaves. Like I, my fear, this is my fear, that's is if I take a shower first, you're going to steal all my money and leave. That's the turning point. If he had just fucked her, yeah, everything would have been fine. That'd be fucking. fine. So she grabs the money, she leaves. This is to the theory that it's like sort of random is that she's just on the highway driving north, theoretically going to Chicago, but then she runs out of gas and so she just lives there. But she yeah. has seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, a lot of cash, but doesn't want to buy gas, so she she stops in uh, Beston, in upstate New York, um, which is a little town. It's it's a, so small. Oh, we also have to we have to set up. It's very very important. She loves writing shit backwards. <laughs> And it's oh, like yeah. this is such an important character trait <laughs> that is set up oh, very early really on. And yeah. she's good she's at good it. She's good at it. It was real quick off the top of her head. She can write backwards she like a mirror God writing. Goddamn like, uh, fucking Da Vinci like in nineteen ninety four. Yeah. I mean, did that make you want to do it though? It kind of made me want to learn that. Like, fuck? <laughs> it made, me want, it made it? me want to learn how to write backwards so that you can read it in a mirror. That was a cool thing. Yeah. And she did it for no reason on the note for him. We just make a sound after he says that. He's Mike. This is my uh, trusty co-host, always on my side. I want. It made me want to learn that trick. I thought that was a cool trick. So, but uh, for reasons that we don't know yet, it's important that she can do that. Cut two. So she drives it. She lands in Benson or Beston, which is uh, a town so small that they call Buffalo the big city. Um, so, uh, and she's in New York. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she uh, ran, runs out of gas, so she stops into a bar, uh, orders a Manhattan very rudely, which is such a, like, you're from New York, and you're like, I'm in upstate New York, but I'll order a Manhattan so you know how much cooler than you I am. Although, my favorite part is that the Manhattan costs two bucks. Yeah. What a nice time, huh? Yeah. Upstate New York in the 90s, that is a cheap mixed drink. <laughs> two dollars? That is really nice. <laughs> I mean, I like to think the bartender was just like, I was being really rude. I'll take a few bucks off of it. Like, well, it he just didn't true. tell her that when he came <laughs> over. Well, that was an awesome movie. Like, you guys need any orders down on this side? Yeah. <laughs> you guys need any orders down on yeah, this side? So he, the, the barkeep does not enjoy the tone. Actively ignoring you. <laughs> this is me actively ignoring you. Written by a man who's never been inside of a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She just doesn't say please, and he's so mad because it's a cow town that he decides not to serve her like in a very vocal way. But fortunately, there's a table of douche bros who are hanging out near the bar, and one of them, uh, Loco Yoko by the name of Mike Horsecock Swale, uh, decides to swagger over to the bar and teach her how to be polite and thus get her a drink. Goddamn finger stain Horsecock. What was his <laughs> name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, uh, he's hanging out. So you have to set the scene. He's hanging out yeah. with Hank from Breaking Bad before yeah. he cleaned his life up and got into the <laughs> DEA. Oh, yeah. yeah. So him, him and Hank and this other yokel are hanging out. Yeah, and they're and talking about how uh, Horsecock was once married, but is no longer. But oh, he went away. He went away for like a weekend retreat and in came Buffalo. back with Didn't a wedding out. ring stained came on back. his finger. Yeah, but and he's then, clearly ashamed of it. Yeah, and his friends are like, "What's with your wedding ring?" He's like, "It ain't important." And he's like looking at it, and couldn't, that's the scene. That's the off. entire uh, conversation. Then he's like. 
oh, I got to get out of this conversation. I'm going to go buy this fancy New Yorker drink. But then, and then, well, there's also this weird where like a local woman tries to hit on Horsecock and sh- and he says no because he's like, I'm, she's too local. Like he, he wants big city women and not these little town women. And just then a big city woman wanders into his life and she does not care about him. Um, oh, by the way, he's, this is uh, Peter Berg who uh, is incredible. It turns out Peter Berg. Yeah. Uh, wrote and directed Friday Night Lights. Yeah. In addition to being in this movie and a lot of like he's an actor, but he's also like done a he's ton done of a bunch great direction. Yeah. 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 Peter Berg is Hank. Yeah. No. No. no Peter no, Berg is the Horse the main oh, character in this. Oh, okay. The old horsey dick. So she's not having any of any of his stuff. <laughs> but on his fourth sales pitch to her, so he tries to he tries to get him. Peter Berg also directed Battleship. Yes, in Battleship. So I feel like I, I don't want to say something too nice without taking something <laughs> coming back. I, I I went back down the road just to show Do you feel like the main problem with Battleship was the directing? Uh, I mean, somebody hey, hey. was in charge of that did ship. Did either right? of you guys see Battleship? No. I did see Battleship. It's a, one of the best movies I've ever seen. What? <laughs> uh, so they... uh, uh I'm so, joking. Oh, it sucks. So he, he hits on her three times. It doesn't work for his fourth sales pitch. And actually, it's not even a sales pitch. He's just like... The the quote that Taylor said earlier, which was, uh, I just so you know, I'm hung like a horse. Think about it. It wasn't even a sales pitch. It was like, as he's leaving, he just wants her to like regret her choices. So he's something just like, to ruminate on as just, I walk away. Just <laughs> ruminate's a great word. So just think about how uh, my horse is, my dick is like a horse. So, uh, and then she is like, think cool, it. prove it. And uh, he gets all timid all of a sudden, which is weird for a dude who just swaggers around a yeah, bar talking about his like dick he didn't size. Say it at all. Yeah. He's like, oh, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I just I tell never. women about my dick. I don't say please and thank you. Just a well-mannered cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, she kind of forces him to take out his dick at the bar. It turns out it is horse-like enough that she <laughs> leaves with him. Guys, Did- take out the dick so much in this. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And she smells You've never her been to upstate fingers. New York. I, yeah. What? She smells her fingers. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That? Yeah, she Even- reaches and touches it, pulls it out, smells them. <laughs> And, and that's the deal closer. Yeah, because it doesn't. It's she could smell if it was diseased. It didn't no, smell it, like fear. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a brave it. smell. That is a brave cock. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we should ask him about his, his apartment. Yeah, how's your apartment? It's a sty. Blah blah blah. Right, and right, right. At the very end, she's like, smells, smells, <laughs> smells good. And it's like, oh, I'll meet you outside. And then he's like, what's With- your name? Yeah. No names. <laughs> yeah, so she's going to have this anonymous sex with him. Also, I guess maybe smelling it because, like, if you're thinking about horse dicks, smell is not one of their good characteristics, probably, right? <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know. None he of us have hung been. like a horse, Yeah, odors like a okay. horse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She wanted to make sure. So they decide to have this uh, secret relationship, um, but uh, because he's just, she just wants sex, but he is, like, maybe into feelings because he gets feels right away for her. Um, and it may be just because that the sex they're having is just super adventurous. Like at one point later in the movie, they're having sex where they're standing up outside the bar, behind the bar. He is holding her weight, but she is assisting by, because he's leaning back on a chain link fence. She's grabbing the chain link fence, which is the most painful thing to hold on to with you. Like chain link is awful. And she's like holding herself up and they're doing, this is why he's, his mind is blown because she is so agile and willing to have chain link fence sex and, <laughs> it's definitely like early '90s kink because it was nothing that's like extreme by any standards today. Well, that's true. But like, I imagine that in the '90s it was like, ooh, sex outside. 
we don't have porn on the internet yet. Last year was all about leaning up against a picket fence. Wait, what if we chain link these things? People freak out. Because if you, is you're an adult person, if you saw two people having sex outside of a bar, you'd be like, "That's fine." Like this happens sometimes. Jesus, get a Jeep, you guys. <laughs> oh, hey, cool. You, you did get a Jeep. Awesome. Nice. They, they do have sex in, in her Jeep. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, she, so she's planning on leaving this cow town originally, but then she gets advice from her lawyer. For some reason, his advice is like, nah, just stay. Yeah. I love that she has this just super sketchy lawyer on retainer just ready to go. <laughs> well, he's like, not sketchy. She says, hypothetically, if I robbed a drug dealer. So he can. That's not. He's that's not just, Im- implicit. I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> and he totally believes her. But he, he's just a lawyer who's constantly doing other people's work and will drop whatever he's doing to answer yeah, the yeah. phone. So, uh, that is a weird part. There's so many. Yeah. So she takes this weird legal counsel, decides to stay in the town, it's and just... she adopts a fake name. And the name she thinks of is kind of like New York backwards, but mostly not. Yeah, Wendy Cook. Uh, Wendy Croy. Croy. Wendy Croy. Yeah. Because uh, because the thing is, she's she has sex with Peter Berg. Yeah. And then afterwards, she's just like, "Well, I guess I live here now." And then f- pulls out a classified ad, Circle One, and yeah. then immediately smash cuts to her getting that job. And they're like, "Oh, awesome! You're gonna be so great. What's your name?" And she literally goes, "Um." Wendy Cork. <laughs> like, like she didn't think about it at all. <laughs> I want to see the guy outside the office who almost got that job. Oh yeah, because they said yeah, the guy said like we were about to hire someone who sucked, and now you're here. You're so wildly overqualified that our the guy we were originally going to go with, and then there's some guy with like, like a cardboard box of security. Like I swear I was supposed to start today. We Why almost we imagine? almost hired this Joker, but then I saw this resume, and what's on here? Smoky room. Mr. <laughs> Shadowy Lights. Uh, Always ask for the sale four times. I never heard that before. <laughs> We're up, upstate New York. We ask twice and then give up. <laughs> We're more of a hello click kind of company. <laughs> uh, so he, she gets a job. Uh, she, she adopts a fake name, gets a job selling insurance. Uh, co- coincidentally, same place that Horsecock works. And... Um, very small town. <laughs> that is funny. And she throws him in the bathroom as soon as she sees him. Yeah, yeah. And is like, it's we're like not going to talk about standing this. standing up while he talks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a power move. She's got lots of them. Um, so she, uh, uh, so she's just, now she lives here. She's she's ha- having sex with him. He's in love with her, but she doesn't care. Um, and they're just going to wait out her husband's death, I suppose. Um, so, and then my, my favorite thing in this moment in the movie happens at this point, which I was really hoping would become a running joke, but she like, she feels bad. And decides to call her husband just to uh, sort of check in on him or yeah. rub in. Does she feel bad? I'm not sure what it is, but she decides to call him for some reason. Yeah, because the lawyers like they roughed him up. I think. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She so, feels a little bad that she stole the money that was going to go to pay for him to not get murdered. <laughs> but so you guys she, feel like it was a guilt thing? Like that? I was going to say, her thing is a sociopath, so I don't know if I yeah, totally buy her like being a, guilty. But she did seem a little like she felt guilty. To me, it was more like you know Leonardo DiCaprio and Catch Me with you, Catch Me If You Can when he's like calling Tom Hanks's character. No, he's just reaching yeah. out. Yeah, just yeah, reaching out for someone. But he, she calls him. And he answers the phone, and he has his hand in this giant brace, like bandage. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And I was like, God, Duck, man. I just hope every time they cut back to him, he just has a new injury. <laughs> a different injury. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> like, if that was the move. <laughs> Later, he's just wearing a full neck brace, yeah. and then we cut back. He's a full body cast hanging from those, yeah. like, ropes in the hospital. 
he's getting roughed up. So uh, she's she's uh, she's living there. She's hanging out with with Horsecock, but not talking. Just just having sex, and he wants so much more. And then she, uh, when he's trying to convince her to fall in love with him, he uh, tells this charming story about how he can tell from credit reports if a guy is cheating on his wife because. He has a credit card that his wife doesn't have access to and a separate apartment that she doesn't know about, which is like not great detective work, I guess, but um, it does work. So she's like, oh, cool. What if we use that information to make a list of people we could convince to murder their husbands? This is her favorite idea she's ever come up with is like, I'm going to sell. Actually, I don't understand what she's selling. Where's the, where does she make profit off this? She's selling assassination. It's actually, but she doesn't have the supplier. So she's just going to talk you into it. Where does she make money? From the wife, yeah, she yeah, splits the, the insurance. With yeah, she. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's going to sell insurance, life insurance, and then the wife is going to do the work of murdering him. And no, then no, split the she will murder them for a part of the money. I was actually when they she was going to do the actual murder with her hands. That doesn't. I mean, seem that like was her. the idea. She was totally like uh, when they introduced this subplot. I was like, oh, if that's what the rest of this movie becomes, these two running a murder scam. I was, I was like, like, that's actually going to be a pretty dope idea. For yeah, a movie. yeah. Like exactly. that'd be a pretty fun. Uh, movie but again it's just like she's playing like 12 dimensional chess <laughs> and it's like she stumbles upon the situation it's like oh this is a great way for me to justify how I have $700,000 right a great way for me to get rid of Peter Burke and my husband at the same time yeah like she hears about this idea and immediately formulates this crazy convoluted plan so she decides yeah she's gonna go sell murder around the country and Horsecock is like I don't know, not into it. He's kind of more of like a let's start a family and teach the kids to play baseball kind of guy. Yeah. Um, he's, so, he's, more than anything, he's really anti-murder. Yeah, he is. He's kind of passionately anti-murder, um, which was... But I, you know what? But he's, he's kind of on the fence about it. Like, he's open-minded about he'll it. He'll hear he's, <laughs> But tell me your idea. Yeah, he's a little more flexible than I was expecting later. But at first, he's like, this is a hard, this is a hard line for me. This is a hard no on murdering people. Um, but uh, she's super into it, uh, and but and then all of a sudden the stakes get raised for her because her husband is like, oh, you know what? If she's got a fake name, it must be New York backwards. And so they uh, they send they find a private investigator who's like, oh, there is a woman with kind of New York backwards, but two extra letters. Um, right? Where's the dy in in Windy? Croy, you're missing this too. Anyway, doesn't matter. So it's kind of New York backwards if you flip the words in a different order and add a couple letters. And so uh, his her. But what phone book is this guy looking in? Like because she's a fake name and she just showed up. I guess, yeah, like where are you gonna I guess get you that? Go to the one bar and you're like, hey, any yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so there's uh, a lady who literally orders a Manhattan every time she comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is anyone here from Manhattan? Well, there's that one lady. She, her husband sends a private detective after her into Be- Beston. Uh, catches her in the car, is like holding a gun to her head and making her drive him to the money. Uh, and then he and has then to she, take his dick And out. then she's like, <laughs> that was my well, favorite part it worked, of the movie. worked the first time. Yeah, yeah. Her, again. Her, her strategy, no matter the situation, you know, it's like when... I bet your dick is small. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's not. It's not small. When all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. She's like, her one skill is getting men to take their cocks out in public. So she's like... And murder. Hey, man, do you... Well, at this skills. point, no murder. This is her first oh, murder. True, so true. she's like, hey... Just, you're tr- and also he's got her under gun like this is a little self-defense but she's like hey show me your dick and he's like nah she's like no seriously 
And he's like, okay. She, she sells them four <laughs> times, probably. Do you he, know, like, so in characters in mythology, it's like if you say their <laughs> name backwards, they have to do what you say. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. guys in this universe are the same thing. They're just like, let me see your dick. They'd be like, yeah. no, 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 no. Let me see your dick. No, no, no. Let me see your dick. Okay, yes, three <laughs> times. So <laughs> I have to show you. So, she, so while they're driving, he takes his, he takes his junk out, and then she uh, <laughs> crashes the car into a tree, and he goes through the windshield. And then the cops don't investigate because they're racist. And there's like a, apparently uh, a car accident with a dead pantsless black man is not very interesting to them. An armed. Oh, that's that's I fucking forgot about the scene when she goes to work. Yes. And her like the secretary is like, there's a there's a man here for you earlier. He was black. He was black. And then she's like, okay, and she walks away. And then they they wrote a second. Ca- they wrote yeah, yeah, cast yeah. another character to come up and be like. Tell him about the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what that the was, fuck? No, was it was important. That? It was to set up the fact that the town is racist because the racism is why they let her get away with killing that guy. I, I thought that it was <laughs> funny. It was like a weird joke in the middle of an otherwise serious movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought it took well, me, now I mean, it registers as a joke because it's so absurd. But at, yeah. the, at the time, the audience was like, Oh yeah, there was someone. Someone else. <laughs> like, someone like, would confirm. A director, like the director, saw that first take without the second guy, and there was like, "There's no honesty in this." <laughs> right, you so, background extra. They're at the table read. They're like, "I just feel like someone else would be like, what about that black guy?'" <laughs> so she she gets away with killing him. It's pretty great. Um, also, Whitney, right before he flies through the wind, winds, what's it called? Thank you, windshield. He like pulls out his dick and is like, "You see, it's big." And then he dies. <laughs> so at least, at, he, at least he died proud of himself. At what point do you think he realized he got tricked here when he had his dick out and he saw the tree coming into the view, or as he's like flying out to the car? You think he had a moment of being like, "I think she got the better of me." <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dick got you into some trouble again, it didn't you? Fr- so he's, what would be he's, your first... It, like, would you try to put your dick back real quick? Or would you... Like, what's your... I like, I'd love there to be a freeze frame of him. He's like out... Like, he's flown through the windshield. His dick is hanging out. He's holding a gun in his other hand. It's a freeze frame. And he's like, you're probably wondering how I got here. Yeah, re- record scratch. You gotta have the record, yeah, record scratch. Like, I want to see the movie that opens. Yeah, with that guy. <laughs> Instead of floating in a pool, it's just a dick. You know, I got into private detective work because I wanted to help people. <laughs> that was before I met Wendy York. But now, now it's like time to get intense. So she goes full on. In this mu- uh, end up murdering no, I feel her like husband. you're still rushing away from this great I dick know. out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just try to wrap the segment. So she's uh, 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 she, like, I got to murder my husband now because I'm worried about this. So she convinced this horsecock that she's already flown to Florida and murdered one husband for being a cheater. And then he has to murder someone back to prove his love for her. Uh, and he's like, that, I'm not going to do it, but the logic of that at least checks out. And uh, then he leaves. And then, um, and then he, fi- oh, then sh- she's like, oh, now how do I convince him to murder my husband? So she goes, she visits his current wife, horse vagina, and uh, it turns out she is a trans woman, and apparently that's why he's so ashamed. And so she writes a letter from his wife and is like, hey, I'm moving to town. I got a job at your work. Let's hang out all the time. And so he's like, oh, man, that's so scary. I guess I'll murder this lady's husband. That's my other option. Right? Reasonable. Yeah. So that's what takes him to get over the... Like, his transphobia is bigger than his uh, fear of murdering people. Mm-hmm. Is it? 
and I, I might have missed. I think I missed this, but was it like? Uh, was it like <laughs> he was duped into marrying a trans person? Like That's she, like what she I didn't tell of, him, or like? Because the thing is, like, also, yeah, he found how out. How did later. you ma- did you meet Tr- Tris and marry her that night? And yeah. then, like, when when did it find out? It was like. It was like, oh man, the crying game is huge. We need the crying <laughs> game in our movie. As a reference. And then they just shoved the crying game in <laughs> in the last 20 pages of the screenplay without any of like the setup or anything. It's just, it, yeah. It's such a weird. But that, that's his, I mean, you need that because that's his motivation to murder. That's what pushes him but over it, the edge. It could have been so many, like, it, that is what it feels like because he could have had so many marital problems. Like, it could have been yeah. so many other things and they yeah. went with. Also, I still don't buy his emotional turn to like, well, I guess I'll just murder somebody, even if he kind of deserves it. That's a rough change in someone's life. Do you think, I don't know if it, the, the movie would be progressive enough, but like, do you think that him being so transphobic is why they hope as an audience you're okay with him kind of like spending the rest of his life in jail? This, when, when oh, was, interesting. When, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. when was, uh, when was uh, uh, Pet Detective? 94. That was 94. 94, the year of movies. 94 was a big year of trans. trans- oh, yeah. yeah, like did yeah. not age well. Oh, yeah. That's true. Because that I feel is like true. That was, I remember that being the funniest thing. And then yeah, like, years did, later, I you're like, I thought of that movie in so long. You're right. I Because yeah. at the time, I thought the movie was so great. Lace is out, Dan. But then, yeah, the whole thing about the, yeah, yeah. the trans character. Man, what a stupid... Yeah, fuck that movie. All right. You know what's always bothered me even <laughs> as a kid about like I take back ninety four. I want movies yeah. that are now. <laughs> the joke in the year the of movies. J- the the joke in Ace Ventura when it's like everyone is like she made out with everybody, right? So everyone is like spitting and is so disgusted yeah, by yeah, the yeah. fact that they made out with the woman and Ugh. made out with the man. It's very, very it's so like distasteful. Even as a kid, there's a scene when like yeah. the, the dolphin is freaking out. Yeah. It's like, wait. The dolphins, the dolphins, more open-minded than all these. Yeah, other people. Yeah. They're, they're you fucking, more you put that species. on Dan Marino. I'll give you Dan Marino a piece of garbage, right? Dan Marino's a dumb idiot. All these Florida cops, but that dolphin, he knows what's up. That dolphin is fucking cool. Also, like, if you just as a movie, if the dolphin had been like, yeah, that's yeah. fine. That would have been a way funnier movie. Yeah. Of course, it would have been great if the dolphin was in. We would it. be so much further as a culture if yeah. the dolphin had just been fine with it. Uh, so, so weird transphobia. So he's like, for sure, I'll murder this guy. But she pretends it's not her husband. She pretends he's some uh, uh, rich uh, person who like takes homes from poor people. Really deserves it. Uh, so he flies to New York and has her detailed instructions on how to murder this guy. But uh, once he gets there, he tr- it turns out he's more of a horse lover and not a horse fighter. So he can't get away. Can't go through with the murder. And so uh, while he's like standing there, him and Bill Pullman get to talking. Turns out they got a lot in common. And uh, so they decide to plant a trap for Bridget. When she comes in, uh, they're going to gotcha. I don't know. And so instead he, but then she pops in and then she takes her mace and pours the entire can into Bill Pullman's mouth, which kills him. And all, I mean, it does seem like it would suck, but would that kill you? I. I just bought it. Yeah. I, it okay. Cool. Fair. So that's how she murders him. It's like poison. I thought it was just like really hot peppers. I think you probably your mouth would swell up, right? Yeah. Your throat would yeah. swell up. I you thought you just breathe. throw up before it could kill you. I, yeah, I guess it could but, like cause you to constrict airways, but yeah, it seems like that would fuck you up pretty. Let's bad. try it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way to find out, right? YouTube video. Let's fuck a jackass this experiment right now. <laughs> so. 
I have been in a room where pepper spray was sprayed. I was at a bar when I a guy got... I my little brother when he was... Did you really? Kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not on purpose. I Your just former little it. brother? I just found it. I was like, I knew how to use spray cans. So I was like, and I just sprayed it. And my brother just, unlucky enough, was standing right in front of it. <laughs> Needless to say, we didn't get to go see Ghostbusters that day. <laughs> that was needless, needless to say. We all assumed <laughs> he didn't see Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> what he did see was uh, 20 minutes of a faucet <laughs> <laughs> from really close yeah. up. <laughs> so, it, but now here's where she manages. Should a child cry singing the <laughs> Ghostbusters theme song? So she's just murdered her Describing husband. Slimer to him. But how is, she gonna, how is she going to get away with murdering her husband? Well, it turns out she has one last seduction. So she uh, <laughs> dis- she seduces um, Horsecock. And convinces him in this. Doesn't he not? Doesn't she just be mean? So he, she, but she like mean seduces him. She's like, look, we're gonna have sex right now, and we're also gonna get into role playing today for the first time. <laughs> and our first role playing will be this rape fantasy that I have, um, that is me next to my dead husband. And he's like, I'm not into that, but I'm mad enough at you that I'll do it. Well, she's like pushing on him about the the trans thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yes, and she's she's continuing to push his transphobia button. Um, which I'm just going to assume because I want to like her for some reason yeah. that she's just using that as a tool and doesn't mean the things she says. Um, I don't know why she's I want to like her. She's a pretty unredeeming the character. Whole, yeah, I, <laughs> I know, but I want to... But you're right. The whole time you're kind of on her side. It's yeah, weird. I, I had... By the second... By the by this point in the movie, I lost it because like I just needed one reason. I just needed literally any reason she was doing anything at right. all. Yeah. yeah. Even if they just said she's, the, she's a psychopath, I'd be like, fine. But like I just need something other than... I'm killing two men because I just feel like it. If she had one thing that she wanted besides three men. better New York real estate. How many people does estate? she yeah. kill? Just two. Oh, three. You're right, because the guy in the car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one was kind of self-defense. I, I just really understand wanting to be rich in New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's her only motivation. Like, I get that. The only thing we get about her is that she wants to be in a big city and she doesn't want to live in a small apartment. And that is the that's what drives the whole thing. Relatable. Take seven hundred thousand dollars and coast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so she, um, so during this fantasy, this this role play, um, she secretly calls nine one one and leaves the phone up, and an operator hears him talking through the fantasy, including confessing to this rape, but also taking credit for the murder. Uh, in a just just saying, really, it's like it's really like she had um, in in self incrimination fantasy that he played along mm. with. And so he, I, I mean, really, gives away the she, whole thing, and that's the movie. She had to have like thought at one point, like this could not be going better. <laughs> <laughs> Given the situation, like the way it was, like literally everything. Yeah, because like, it works. It, it works it's, perfectly. It's, it's this like it can't none hear. of this is planned. This is all just on the fly, and everything goes. Yeah. Imagine if she applied this look towards like helping people or like, any legitimate be, career. Yeah, be like a super person. Everything works out so well for. Her. She's great. Yeah. She's very smart. So it goes perfectly. <laughs> he goes to prison forever for the murder, and she just wins. That's the end of the movie. Yeah, That's yeah how the movie. does they know they don't need her at the trial? Like she doesn't need to be present for any of Although it we do, i mean i guess not although because they're not going to be like oh wendy york turns out that's not a real person you <laughs> no, can't she, stand she trial told her boss that it was an alias though yeah so she, wendy york oh. was always an alias yeah so her coming back to new york was not coming back as wendy york she wanted to just be herself dead husband yeah. rich but nobody like you, <laughs> yeah. isn't there enough happening like wouldn't any detective be like it sure seems like 
This is but this, this, but the lawyer sums it up at the end when he's talking to him. He's like, "Look, this bitch fucking has you dead to rights." Yeah. and like, yeah, she, I kind of assume he takes a plea deal and so she doesn't have to come because it yeah. would fall apart yeah. in a trial if she's like, "Wait, so the guy that you've been having sex with in Buffalo murdered your husband and you had no idea, and then but also like." assaulted you but you didn't know that was going to happen like then you check the phone records and she she's been calling cheated on women and like yeah yeah well i mean that's they were calling from his office office, so he was the one who seemed like he did that yeah yeah. Yeah, so like the whole thing like it was she told her boss she was on the run from an abusive ex from abusive ex-husband she meets this new guy they they go back to get the rest of his life he freaks out has a jealous thing kills her husband attacks her like (laughs) the whole thing does work out perfectly to being like Again, that kind of like femme fatale kind of yeah, trope yeah. of her being this yeah. little walking. But, but everything works out just so perfectly exactly to what you want it. Well, we do have a rule on the show, which is uh, it, uh, no matter what the, the movie or the topic is, we do have to do at least two compliments. We like to do, we used to start and end. Now we do one at about the hour mark. <laughs> um, so we all have to do a major compliment. We have to say one nice thing about The Last Seduction. So, Anthony, what's your major compliment for this film? Uh, God, what? I, I did try to think of... Can someone can come back to me? Yeah, yeah we'll come uh, back to you. Okay, all, right. all right, Taylor, do you have a major compliment? Yeah, the overall filmmaking was phenomenal. I thought it was cool yeah. looking. Yeah. Top to bottom. It yeah. looked good. It was so well acted. It was just a great the acting is fucking solid. film. You yeah, know? yeah. I was, the, the script has its issues, <laughs> which we have torn apart for we sure. We talked a lot about it, but we're not crazy if you... if you. So I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. it. Yeah, and and day, you're not crazy if you it. liked it. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it four stars. <laughs> the New York Times loved it. Um, I was reading a bunch of uh, reviews from the time, and it was like, people really liked this movie. And it did win a bunch of awards for act for her acting, especially. So. Neo-Noir was like hip right around this yeah. time, right? It's and I not- like Neo-Noir. I think it's interesting. I don't think it's pulled off very well. I thought they fucking nailed it in this. You know? uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so totally, totally good. Curtis, what's your compliment? I really like... This is like just a thing that I really enjoy that I think has <laughs> stopped happening in movies, but like people... This was like of the last year where people in a movie wore normal clothes. And that like really sells me on a movie more. You know what I mean? Like what do you Fuck, mean? You I mean was just thinking about this. yeah, it like it's true. Like like the 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 shoulder isn't perfectly ma- like it, you can tell that like the people in the office building went to Kohl's and like not oh, everyone yeah, is yeah. perfectly yeah. fitted and it makes you be like this is real. There's a real are yeah, yeah. a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, now yeah. in movies like everyone is perfectly High fitted and you're like this isn't too. a real world. Well, yeah, interesting. I had the, a similar thought when uh, Peter Berg came out shirtless the first time. Uh, just thinking about like uh, 1994, that was acceptable. For, like, he's fit. He's like in really good shape, but he's not for like, 1994. Yeah, not if you made now. that movie now, he would come out and he, do, you know, he's a chiseled guy. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. all actors, essentially like that. And it's just like it's just weird to see like, oh, it's kind of like just like a kind of a doughy guy in a movie. You I don't like see that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my compliments are there are so many fun facts around this movie, uh, and I'm going to share one with you now. Um, uh, the screenwriter said that the film was originally pitched as just a standard, low-budget, Skinamax, uh, crappy movie, but with the secret intention of making a good film. So they were gonna like, sweet, they were like, sweet back, what? Sweet, sweet back's badass song. What? Oh, uh, no. what, what is that reference? I'm sure it's great. Sweet, it's not great. It's like a, it's like it was like one of the first uh, big 
if not the first big like black exploitation movie and in order to get it oh. made they had to make it rated x so it like starts off with a sex scene and there's just sex scenes yeah. thrown in throughout yeah, yeah yeah while this like badass black guy is like beating the cops and like getting the white women yeah and- exactly yeah so they were doing like a, they're trying to do a backdoor good film and so the best part of that is that at one point the executives uh they were watching the dailies as they came back and there was a scene where uh linda fiorentina was dressed as a cheerleader uh, but wearing suspenders that covered her nipples. And it was part of like teaching that she was into this role play thing, which is important for later. But they were like, uh, the people were like, why can't we see her breasts? This is obvious. Like, are you trying to make an art movie? And they shut down production for a week. And they were like, well, you guys aren't making a bad enough movie. Uh, <laughs> and, and all this just because they covered her nipples in one scene. They were like, you must be trying to make a secret art movie. They're like, they were on to them. And they punted. <laughs> They didn't pay everybody for a half day of production, and they forbid that scene from being in the movie, which ruined the whole sexual role playing scene when that got cut. Isn't that fun? What there, a fun thing! And good job. Like, my compliment isn't is that to, fun that exploitative huh? producer <laughs> throwing his no, power I, around. Well, so, okay, I love isn't that. A good time. My compliment is to Steve. For, Steve, uh, <laughs> I love a good oh, suspenders covering the nipples. My bad movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I won't come out of this studio. I, <laughs> I love the idea that they were lying to people to try to secretly make a good movie, which is like the whole history of Pixar was them pretending to be making computers. Just pretending to make smut, but they ended up making it kids' movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. Steve Jobs really wants to see machines fuck. He wants, yeah, yeah. He wants me to use my computer to make the fuck picture. <laughs> I'm going to make a little thing about a lamp. That's why, that's why the main character's name in Toy Story is Woody, actually. <laughs> That was almost too good to get full credit. Um, the No, but like the history of Pixar was them being like, no, no, we're a company. We're making this Pixar image computer. We're going to re- – but really it was just that Lasseter wanted to make cartoons. And he was getting all this tech funding to secretly go make cartoons. And even when Apple bought – when Steve Jobs bought the company, they were like – or bought into the company. He was like, you're going to make our next cool monitors. And then was like, wait, you're just making cartoons? But then he turned into it and it turned out great. I like artists having to pretend to be making commercial products to secretly make good art. Oh, on on the subject of technology, like that was a weird thing about watching this movie and remembering it was the '90s and just being like, none of this would be a problem if you had like one phone. Well, so like, this so, is so silly. But on the flip side, so yeah, you you wouldn't have cell phones, which make this a lot easier. But on the on the flip side, you wouldn't have uh, uh, voicemail. And in all the 90s movies, voicemail does all the hard work of explaining backstory where you yeah. walk in and press the button and it's like, this is your doctor, you've got, you're sick. And it's like, this is your lawyer, you're going to lose your house. Like it's just all of that exposition you get from voicemail, we don't have that anymore from answering machines. Yeah. I didn't think of that ever. That makes a lot of sense. Also, they smoked in offices in 94. I didn't realize that. When did they pass the... I was. It was in the aughts. Yeah. Really? You oh, could still yeah. smoke in offices, even if it wasn't illegal. It's just Dude, there weird. Hell of places you could yeah. still smoke. Yeah. Man, anyway, uh, that's a long compliment. Especially but that was in mine. F- f- you know, noir movies. Yeah, that's well, right. It is noir. That's fair. Uh, Lopes. Uh, <laughs> they stopped making noir movies once you couldn't smoke. Well, in New York that, outlined outlined to the genre, I guess. <laughs> I gave this a compliment earlier. One of those I, great noir. Sorry, one of those great noir <laughs> films where they're like the hard-boiled detective goes outside to smoke. Uh, that doesn't work as Fucking well. Fucking a vape. I want a vape detective. <laughs> yeah, that's neo neo noir. Is what it's like. <laughs> Just takes a long drag on a vape, and then a huge puff of steam, and then it's like she walked into my office. <laughs> the dame walked in, yeah. ripping sweet cotton. <laughs> Just puffing those giant vape clouds. <laughs> oh, 
And uh, he's just like, what's up, broad? And she's like, this is a sexual harassment. I'm yeah. getting a different detective. <laughs> like, That's right. She has like her fedora tipped down and she walks in and her legs sticking out. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, what's up, you sexy broad? And she's like, how dare you? You know what? No, I don't need this. I'm better than this. <laughs> as, she, as she left yeah. angrily, a cloud of sickly sweet vapor <laughs> floated behind her. Uh, uh, I want to compliment. I do like her murder plot quite a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a I good do, murder I think plot. It's a pretty good. good like, I think the idea of like, okay, uh, I'm gonna trick you into doing it under false pretenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I, convince you I murdered so that you feel like it's okay. I can't stress this enough. In movies, TV shows, if they say, "Don't let this person talk," if you're going to kill him, don't let that person talk because that's always where the plan falls through. Or or on the flip side, if they're like, don't let him talk before you murder him, maybe it's like, oh, this guy's going to say something that she's lying to me about. No, like, exactly. I, I'm saying from her yeah. point of view. Oh, yes, yes, She's yes. stressed, don't let him talk, but you really needed the stress. Yeah. Don't let him talk. <laughs> yeah. Just do the goddamn thing. Today's show is uh, brought to you by Paul, our sponsor, 91. but also for... <laughs> <laughs> I definitely cut that part, so now you have no idea why Anthony just said 91 and people laughed. Um, that is the year Silence of the Lambs came out. Now you know. So, um, the year of movies. This, this, the podcast is sponsored by Paul I today. Mean, 91 to 94 will really be... I mean, because you got things, Silence of the Lambs, Jurassic Park, Terminator 2, Pulp Fiction... Those all came out like those four years. Yeah. Good run but we're also made possible by our fabulous <laughs> when beat did buddies. did Alien come out? Alien? Yeah. Alien was in the 70s. Are you guys watching really? the new South Park? Anyway, so. <laughs> also sponsored by our I fabulous beat buddies. I just started watching buddies. Deadwood. I'm going to turn really your mics good. off. Holds up. Dead, really Deadwood's good. great. <laughs> They're going to make a movie. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm going to turn off your mic. Is it just he, Ian McShane getting his dick sucked while he talks about things? Because <laughs> that's yeah, all I want. passing a kidney stone for 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great movie. <laughs> Did you hear that uh, the Deadwood guy is doing some of True Detective season three? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah it actually got me kind of back on board, the idea of sitting through another season of that. So, excited I just like takes, actually, I should say, for, for both our new Meat Buddy and for Paul, the sponsor, I just want to remind you that uh, our slogan here on the show, which is no refunds, Anyway, what you guys want to talk about? <laughs> so uh, we also had a new meet buddy this week, which is Joanne from Calgary, uh, who said, uh, uh, oh, I was considering applying for a sponsorship this time around, but I did a quick search, and some you'd already reviewed the movie that I had in mind, um, uh, which was uh, Dune. She wanted us to watch the 94 Dune. So you can go back into our archives and listen to our episode about Dune. That was from a previous wet month. Ironically. Oh, I remember that. Um, David Lynch's Dune. Um, so we, uh, but, uh, and a joint is also a previous sponsor. Uh, so back when we used to do a little more generic paranormal romance urban fantasy books, she sponsored Nice Girls Don't Have Fangs, uh, which you can also go back into our archives. That was a book where a vampire and a non-vampire lady are having sex, and the vampire is so uh, thorough that he fucks her through the porch and into the mud. He's, he's just got a lot of force. Is that really like what thorough means to you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Joanne, uh, for I, becoming a new beat buddy. Do you guys ever wish that, like, because vampires are really big for a while, and I wish that there was some kind of, like, romantic novel about, like, a mummy All instead. Right. All right. Yeah. You know? Just something a little bit more outside the box. Like, yeah. More my horror warehouse, you know? It's a little easy, don't you think? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, mean I like, just... unwrap. I feel like unwrap would be good in the title. I feel like, like, the problem with vampires is that they're not, like, disrespectful enough to 
a culture. Like they're not like they're not like taking another culture's death rituals and like making them into like this horrifying dead king. Like all you're pointing out, disrespectfulness of nothing. All you're pointing out is that you didn't read the book because my book addresses that. (laughs) And when they make the movie adaptation, I will have an Egyptian playing that character. You look like the kind of person who says my book addresses that a lot. I'm so sorry, Joanne. Anyway, so Joanne's our new meat buddy, and one of the things you get when you uh, become a meat buddy is uh, we, uh, we'll we do a brief segment where we try to make you feel better about anything if you want. So we have, um, so Joanne says, I have an almost three-year-old, which uh, she said the Bubble, Bubble Guppies episode resonated with her. A lot of plugs for the, the catalog, so go back and listen to that one too. But she said, I would like a random compliment that is not about parenting. So each of you, we're going to do a bonus compliment, not about the movie, about a person you've never heard of. And just tell, say something nice about Joanne from Calgary that's not about her parenting. So she has a three-year-old. The only thing I know about her is that she's a parent. Mm-hmm. And that she sponsored a vampire novel. And that she uh, wanted us to watch Dune. And that she's from Calgary. And she likes to be called... She does not like when people say Joanna. Her name is Joanne. Don't add that extra A. Mm. So, I'll open it up. I'll say, Joanne, there's no way you could be the worst Joanne. <laughs> 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 do you have a Joanne in mind? I do have a Joanne in mind. Uh, um, but this definitely was Joanne. Joanne Fabrics? There. That place Fa- sucks. Yeah, that place blows. <laughs> That's Joanne. Snow no Michaels. Love that place. <laughs> <laughs> so many buttons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's true. That's true. So that Joanne gets the button credit. Uh, uh, my compliment to you, Joanne, um, is you and your kids are so nice. And you have great jackets, and no one ever tells you about it. Yeah, light jackets is one of the key. <laughs> one of, that's one of my favorite fashion things is light jackets. And Joanne, you're doing it great. Calgary, right? The whole family. Yeah. Not American, so none of this shit's on you. That's really... <laughs> that's got to be <laughs> nice. <enough. laughs> yeah. My experience with Canada is actually they all have uh, really nice heavy jackets as well. They have heavy coats. They wear the really nice down coats that all have the, the goose on the shoulder or whatever. People love that. It's very cool there. Crushing it in the coat department. Yeah, Canada. yeah. All, you, your outerwear is, is swell. Curtis, do you have a comment? Joanne, you've got really smooth skin. Keep oh. moisturizing. It's... <laughs> Okay, you, you can make it creepy if you want. Was no. it creepy? A little. Oh, my bad, Joanne. The tone, for sure. Um, hey, Joanne, wow, you know, good for you. <laughs> I know, it's, it could be a tricky segment. Joanne, your hair looks great today. Yeah, it does. I, it's funny, I was going to say about her hair that one of the things about Joanne Yesterday, is... oof. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Joanne, one of the things uh, about you that's really great is that um, people always think your uh, house is clean, even even if you haven't done a lot of work on it. You just it just looks pretty clean. People like that about. Oh, you. but that's not creepy that you know what her house looks like. I don't know. I'm just not describing her skin. She's got a three year old. That house is dirty. But that's the thing. But it like it's just there's some something about her. Everyone's just like always like. Oh, that is true. Great. She like Joanne. Is- I like that you keep your linens in that middle drawer. <laughs> <laughs> now it's getting too right, specific. Really? <laughs> you make really good veggie trays when people come over, oh, which is nice. Oh yeah, if you have, when ranch. you go to pot when you go to potlucks, yeah. you always make the or bring the favorite thing. People love your potluck. And she doesn't stress on getting like the crock pot batter or anything. Like she knows yeah, not friends, it'll happen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My my potluck uh, <laughs> thing, at least with Tupperware, whatever you bring your food in, is don't bring something that you need to get back. Like whatever. 
it belongs to the potluck, and if you get it back, you're lucky. I feel like that once you get over 30, your friends are just people that you need a dish back from. <laughs> <laughs> just... I, I mean, I have dishes that I have not returned properly. I like, I think for Tupperware uh, from potlucks is sort of a, it's like a big pen. It's like, it just belongs to the universe. You find one, you You're lose the one. problem. No, I, I have lost <laughs> as many as I've gained. It's just, it's all transient. That's why none of it matches. I sometimes will get bad Tupperware on purpose so I can keep my good Tupperware. You guys yeah. don't just use old Tupperware. Chantry crock. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's Joanne. Joanne from Calgary. Thanks for coming to meet, buddy. I yeah. hope that was worth yeah. it. Joanne, you're great. Um, keep on we, keeping on, Joanne. We really appreciate it. And remember, no refunds. Um, if you want to become a meat buddy. Nothing positive to say about your parenting. <laughs> she said not to. I said she's her, her she kids said not are to great. Talk about her parenting. Oh. That was for uh, one thing. A random compliment that is not about parents. Tired of being such a good mom. Anyway, so thank you for becoming Meat Buddy. If you want to become Meat Buddy, read DeskWeaver.com slash Meat Buddies. You can help us keep this show uh, floating down the right. tracks. And even a small monthly donation, uh, you get the full rights and privileges of Meat Buddy, which includes voting on future topics. Read DeskWeaver.com slash Meat Buddies. And we thank all of our Meat Buddies for supporting Read It and Weep. Meat Buddies, 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 Meat Buddies. Now we have time very quickly for a lightning bonus round tough. segment. Very quickly. We're going into the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We're going to finish this shit up. Let's just briefly go back to that guy pulling his dick out before he dies. <laughs> you can tell from Anthony's posture that he's uh, tired of the show. So we're going to try to wrap it up. Um, this is, I got a weird chair. You do. That's your sure sucks. Out. Um, Anthony's posture is always tired of whatever's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I wanted to, I, well, two things I wanted to do. The first one I wanted to do is just a quick game of No Retreat, No Surrender, which is our mini game segment where we just discuss our favorite minor characters that we think would be more interesting to follow than the major characters. So this is from the movie No Retreat, No Surrender, where the kids, like the main kid that you follow was kind of a jerk, but his neighbor is always popping up saying cool shit and disappearing. Seemed like a more interesting character to make a movie about. So what minor characters do you want to know more about their day? Uh, than we saw in the movie. So, like, my first nomination... We've talked about a few already. My first nomination is the drug dealers. I want them to go back, and I want to see the scene of them discussing what it was like to rob Bill Pullman and then pay him anyway. <laughs> I'm just like, super curious what their day is like. Like, when he, they show back up at the money guy, and he's like, did you not give him the money? It's like, no, 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 I... I, I just kept the briefcase. You what? <laughs> I gave you that briefcase to give him the money in. That was our giveaway briefcase. <laughs> the scam was you give him an empty briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we gave him the money and kept the briefcase. It's uh -uh. funny. I would also like to see more of that private detective's life who's like, I'll just go to Buffalo and rob this woman. Sure. And then dies a little bit. Of all the characters to make black, what a shitty decision it was to make. Yeah. It's very hard to be a private detective. The one that dies. <laughs> there, there were several private detectives in this. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, kill the black one. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, was... but make, make sure he takes his dick out first and hurt the real big. <laughs> but how do you be? Like, that's such a. I have. Uh, that's another thing when people are like, because I would think it would be so cool to see like a black private detective in a neo noir, but also it's yeah. like you just know, hey, that guy shouldn't be here. <laughs> like, with well, this, in with Buffalo, this weird little tracer box thing. I just want to know how that thing works. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the phone number box thing that he has. So he's, he's oh, trying yeah. to trace her Check, phone yeah. number. So she calls uh, their secret phone. It plugs into a box, a large box, and then it, every we we all know from movies that it takes at least forty five seconds to trace a call. But his box in particular, the numbers show up one at a time in order every 30 seconds. <laughs> Got the area code. So they get to the area code before uh, she Which hangs Which is all up. you need, really. Well, especially if you know her fake name. What? 
there's a I think there's a word for this and I don't I don't know what it is but like so much of this movie like that part felt like it was someone watched a movie and then wrote a movie about what yeah. they you know what I mean yeah 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 uh, uh, other people you want to know retreat or surrender in this I mean the lawyer for sure right like, oh what, yeah the yeah, lawyer hell, what his day right? was because I want to see his better call the other clients right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what I'm other def- cases is he taking on? Look, I'm spinning a lot of shady plates right now. I don't have time just for you. They haven't invented burner phones yet. I mean, like I- this open this line is going to get me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> no beepers. No. Yeah. I want to know what's up with Trish. Like her oh, husband yeah. just up and left her after a week. Now yeah. this strange woman is coming. Oh, yeah. Her husband's in jail now. What is that for her? Yeah, so trans woman in the '90s living in Buffalo. Her husband is now a murderer in prison in Manhattan. Yeah, for a crime he didn't commit. Uh, interesting life. Interesting life. I definitely like to see more about her. I want to know how Hank ended up in Nevada, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cleaned his life around. Uh, yeah, I am kind of curious where she goes next. I mean, we but know not... how his story ended in that desert. Uh, but I want to see how it began. That was a good scene. It's a great scene. I got real. That was like that was. I. St- <sighs> Walt, I... you're the smartest guy I know, but yeah, can't see that this. He already made up his mind five minutes I ago. He just gets shot. My so, name is A.D. Shrouder. So, so uh, <laughs> other quick lightning bonus round thing. I just want to talk really quick about uh, 1994, the year of movies. So uh, this was a thing that we just started talking about on the show a couple years ago. We just re- were realizing how many great films came out in 1994. Um, and uh, Paul has continued to participate in that by sponsoring more episodes about movies from 94. We've watched a bunch of them. Um, but just like a quick reminder of how many good films came out in 94. Um, the most universal movie of all time, the most u- universally beloved movie, The Shawshank Redemption. Movie that no one has is ever that, disliked. Is that how it's that is a titled? That's the most universally loved movie of all time. I've, that, that's not the title. Legit. No, but I've never met anyone like you can't find it's anyone official. who can say something bad about the Shawshank Redemption. I mean, the Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. is just the most Written likable by film. Stephen fucking King, man. Well, and well, when he wrote it, it was way sadder. You read it? It's a short story. How yeah, does yeah. it end? In and the he story di- he doesn't get out of prison. He dies in the sewer. And then everyone turns into fucking. He vampires. dies in the sewer. Yeah, so, so the end, like the movie ends with him like climbing oh, through God. a mile of shit and then finding freedom. And in the in the in the book, there's just a grate over the sewer, and he drowns in shit. I like the idea that Frank wow. Darabont was like, "I'm gonna make this Stephen King story a happier ending." <laughs> then he read The Mist and was like, "I'm gonna make that a sadder ending." Yeah, <laughs> like, just life is with <laughs> And Stephen King doesn't know best. But yeah, what a like. Well, Stephen King doesn't know good endings. I mean, that's the thing about it. you got Oh, him drowning in shit is an intense and uh, interesting ending. It's, but the way it's written, especially but, like yeah, you're in his head while it's happening. <sighs> so uh, Shawshank. Um, also, the, the the movie that is the most popular college movie poster of all time, Pulp Fiction. Uh, the Lion King was 1994, wow. which is one of Disney's best animated films for sure. Um, and it's also like just... So here's what I was wondering. Jonathan Taylor Thomas's best work? You know, that's, The Lion King? That's his best work? He lied, a, he lied to a, a <laughs> home improvement people to do that, I, th- I heard. Did he? What, what he like, said, like, I'm going to go away to like school or something and focus on this <laughs> other thing. And then he did The Lion King, and they were like, fuck you forever. <laughs> that seems fair. It was, Jim Carrey had an interesting year. We mentioned Ace Adventure Pet Detective, but also, bless you, The Mask and Dumb and Dumber came out the same year. No way. Yeah, Jim Carrey put out three wow. really interesting movies. And then he went into the movies. fucking Man on the Moon like a jackass. One was C- Cable Guy? Was that Cable Guy was like 96. Yeah, yeah. problem with that? Man on the Moon was not good. 
No, he, he did okay. those three movies in 94 and then went past <laughs> that $15 million dollar Oh, man. Now, uh, I but, stand by this. But uh, action movies. So, so, a- action movies, guys. is like the movie that like Andy Kaufman would not have wanted to make. It's like about the most like interesting, bold performer and they made the safest yeah. movie about but his life. Then also the background thing is also intensely frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> So, action movies from 1994. No, let's do this. Speed, Speed, (laughs) Time Cop, Natural Born Killers, Time Cop, True Lies. Wow. It's a heck of a year. Um, Kids sports movies, D2 of the Mighty Ducks, Little Giants, Angels Uh, in the Outfield. Little Giants. Oh, shit. And Little Big League. All in the same year. All the same year. Also, Little Big League and Angels in the Outfield both came out right before the baseball strike. Uh, So, it was like a better year for baseball kids movies than it was for actual baseball. Could you still spit Chew? In '94, I feel like that was still around. You Probably can smoke cigarettes yeah. in a sales office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can. It's a big uh, year for tobacco. Uh, family movies: uh, Richie Rich, Blank Check. Oh, uh, Blank Check. The live-action Jungle Book, Maverick, The Little Rascals, The Santa Claus Junior, which also means uh, Schwarzenegger had a really interesting year. Um, also, like de- really good movies: Forrest Gump, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Quiz Show, Ed Wood, Clerks, The Ref, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies. Wow. Uh, the client, which is the, from John Grisham, and also Clear and Present Danger, which is a Tom Clancy thing. Naked Gun, thirty-three and a third, which is not the best Naked Gun, but like just pretty good. So much interesting shit going on that year. So here's my question from all that: Do I just like this? Is this actually objectively better than other years, or was it just that I was the right age to uh-huh. start watching movies that year? And there's this many good movies in every year. There and there are like you know. Those years that come by every every once in a while. I mean, I, I was saying like around the same time you got you know uh, Jurassic Park the year before this, Terminator Two the mm-hmm. year before that. Like there was really great. That was just like a very revolutionary time for movies. But even just still, in general, you know, this is you're still at the age for that those films. Whereas like like I, if, if we were hanging out with forty year olds, uh, we're most in our thirties except Curtis who's fifteen. If we were all hanging out with just like late forties, would everybody be talking about like nineteen eighty six, the year of movies? Like, is it just because well, we're at the thing is, it's it's not like mutually exclusive. Other years can also have banger movies. Like, I'm well, just, right, but but we're but, focused but on one. Would they be focused on another one? Influential movies. Yeah. That is a remarkable. Yeah. list. Yeah. I feel like that. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think you could. I don't do think that like other years. Like the Santa Claus is not a great film, but I think about it all the time. Spawn fourth sequel. Yeah, it's, you know, a, it's, it's a it's a notable movie. Did it really? Yeah. yeah. Santa dies in each one. What? It's not, no, it's not a different Santa each time. Uh, oh. Santa Claus three. Uh, why is, wouldn't it wait? Why wait? <laughs> It's Tim Allen for a little while. He just stays on. Why would you? But then it would just be a different movie. The whole point is you're watching a man become Santa. Yeah, no, but and then, then you, the other no, ones you're watching a man be Santa. Continue to be Santa. Oh, that sounds way less interesting. And then the <laughs> guys, it's yeah. a lot deeper than that, and there is a lot of nuance you are not picking up on. So, <laughs> so uh, fun fact: uh, the third, so the third one, uh, the Santa Claus Three, was the one where they f- he fights uh, the Winter Demon, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I th- <laughs> we watched that on the show. So uh, fr- uh, you can't just say these things. You guys are making this up. None of this is real. No, this is totally real. There was real. one Santa Claus, and this is bullshit. So, so uh, friend of the show, Bill Oakley, who used to be a writer for The Simpsons, and he lives in Portland, and uh, I've had the pleasure of speaking to him a bunch of times. He wrote a film about uh, about uh, the Christmas Demon. Um, what's his name? The uh, the, the Germans. Yeah, Krampus. Krampus. He wrote a movie about Krampus that got like picked up and then almost made and then got canceled and then they took the script and took parts of it and put it into Santa Claus Three uncredited. 
So he lost his movie rights and it was put into it's just pieces of this awful Tim Allen <laughs> comedy, which is like one of the gnarliest emotional uh, Hollywood stories I've heard. And That's... then they made a Krampus movie. And then much later there's a Krampus movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, what we bought one of the, the first times I met him, we bonded over how much we, how interested we were in Krampus, the Christmas murder demon. <laughs> <laughs> I love Krampus. Anyway, uh 94th year of movies. Yeah. Good year. Lightning bonus round, you guys. Go. Uh, most of those things are worth checking out. And oh, we yeah. keep sponsoring 94 films. There's a bunch of stuff I'd love to talk more about, except Ace Ventura, which I feel like I'm now done with, which I put on my list as things I liked. Beca- because of the trans thing yeah. at the end. But yeah. I mean, when yeah. nature calls the sequel, Flawless. we will talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that guano film. Yeah. Perfect film. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you want to uh, play along with Lightning Bonus Round or suggest games for Lightning Bonus Round, read dash.com slash next. Before our minor compliment, Taylor Last has a question. Thing, did she go murder someone when she put the spikes under the tires of the detective and then she took no, off? No, so that's when so she pretended to her husband or to her boyfriend Horsecock that she was flying to Miami to murder. But what yeah. she really did was she went to Buffalo and met with ah, Trish. Thank you. That was the trick. Yeah. Cool. Glad I got that done. Minor compliment. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go in reverse order. So Anthony, what's your second nice thing and last nice thing you have to say about the last seduction? Uh, I thought the performances were actually pretty good at this movie. Yeah, that was Taylor's oh, yeah. major compliment. Yeah, I, the, I'm going to jump on that same train. Okay. <laughs> performances across the board. Lazy, but I'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> it is like really great performances. I love it. I, Bill Pullman is super interesting. Um, yeah. Anyway, my minor compliment, two more fun facts about this movie. Um, uh, oh, I already did one of them. Uh, that This is actually the second to last seduction. Uh, fun fact number two for my minor compliment. John Dahl, the director... Went to film school at Montana State University, and one of his professors there was Bill Pullman. Hmm. Bill Pullman used to teach film at Montana State, and John Dalton. And so, to, to be later directing a film and casting your old professor in it, pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. nice. What a cool thing! Mad props. To I love that filmmaker. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Curtis, minor compliment. It seems like you guys did not think ahead of time about compliments, or else we just burned all of them when we talked about we that talked, dick out scene. The dick out scene was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a very it was yeah. It was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, what the right words are, but it was like it was solid enough to as a viewing experience that like I could ignore a lot of the holes sure. in a mystery, and a mystery kind of needs a needs the flow. But with this, I was like, this is fun. Let's yeah. do it. And, all right. And with the dick out thing, can I can I just say? Uh-huh. Uh, my dick out, no dick out. I've always wanted to be in that situation when you get out of a situ- like a, a bad like hostage situation by driving a car into a tree because you realize the person with the gun on you, whatever, is not holding the seat doesn't have We're, the seatbelt on. Yeah, this is a fun. You've story. always wanted to be kidnapped yeah. and then survive it that way. No, it's just it's like a movie trope that I just <laughs> think is dope. Uh, it is a good like, movie trope. Like when you like uh huh when you see someone like just slowly pin on a seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm about to do something bad. I just love that. I love that tension. I love that scene in movies. And no one's ever like, oh, your seatbelt. I should do yeah, 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 yeah. They so, never, They never notice. Like, <laughs> what, do you put it on your seatbelt? What, are we in a flaming death vehicle right now? <laughs> the flip side of this is if you ever uh, want to abduct somebody that way, wear your seatbelt, guys. Yeah. Be safe. And keep that dick in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what she says about it. No matter what race no matter she how knows. many times she asks, <laughs> trust me, it's going to be at least four. Uh, so, Taylor, since uh, no one else is really trying very hard in their <laughs> compliments. Whole, the whole movie is just about a woman whose pussy is so good that everyone will murder whoever they need to and pull their dick out whenever. I like to think that she's also like uh, fun to be around. No, she at no point that, is she pleasant. She has that winning personality, that's true. <laughs> she really she's lights like, up a room with charm. <laughs> What's your mind, Taylor? <laughs> 
this please movie. and thank you. God, I just I'm going to read I, the paper. I want to say another insult. <laughs> there was that part where she started reading the newspaper and she was like, and everyone was like, good morning. How you doing? And, and she's she like, I'm going to go read in my car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love a person. I don't like people randomly saying hi to me on that the streets. I should compliment. go to New York. Uh, I do like Not that as a cool. subtle New York thing. Yeah, especially that she's like going into a small town and she's like, why are you just saying hi to me? I'm, we're not friends. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I think it's really solid. I, uh, <laughs> that was that was honestly like I can't I have a hard time getting over how like not likable she is at all. Like because she's like a badass <laughs> a femme fatale and that's path. great. Yeah. But yeah. like nothing about her like at no point in the movie i'm like you know what good for you alpha female man yeah. but i still like even if like because i've tried because you do that thing where you're like i don't really like this character but maybe i'm being sexist and i don't know that so like what if this was a guy but then if it was a guy i think it would just be like way worse like yeah. mm-hmm. there's no redi- like i just needed one th- i just needed like a flashback to her in an orphanage just literally anything <laughs> <laughs> it's it, almost like this movie was written by like the Cohen brothers and it was like she's digging herself in by uh-huh. trying to get out the only way to get out is the dig yeah deeper. sometimes like, you got to go deeper into the crevasse but with her it's just like it's this like everything works out perfectly for her in every scenario it's like she's ever like oh no this unexpected thing came up she's always like oh What's this new wrinkle? Oh, I have a thing that's going to perfectly <laughs> solve this. Uh, well, this is an interesting place to leave it. I still feel like I liked it, and we have to go. So uh, <laughs> I, did, I did still like it. It, we, w- it was still good. I just wish that I was rooting for any of the characters at any point in the two hours. <laughs> you know, I kind of rooted for Horsecock until he agreed to murder, and even mm. then I like felt bad for him. How would that movie have ended just like, oh, no, you're crazy, and then he just goes about yeah, his life? Yeah, like, like when he said he was like, I like you, but I'm not going to change that much for you, which is kind of a soft way of saying, like, I'm not gonna murder, murder is a red flag for me. It would have been the dopest ending if she he was like, no, and you know what? I am in love with that, that my wife. Yeah, I'm moving back. <laughs> I, he just got heard. over himself, and <laughs> the movie was love wins. He's like, yeah, I, I'll take that over fucking murder, lady. <laughs> you know what? I just grew up in a place where there was a lot of transphobia. Yeah. But the thing about it, Trish was cute. <laughs> fucking funny and she, she never asked me, me to murder she, yeah, she <laughs> liked me for me we agree we, we had a lot of shared values like not murdering people <laughs> alright you guys that is it for our show thank you so much for listening uh, we'll be back again next week next week we're talking about Astra and Flordrick's by by Seamus Cullen, this is a crazy 1970s sex book that we were uh, uh, paid to read. This is our continued sponsorship and a continuation of Smush Month. So, Astra and Flordex, I'll just give you guys a glimpse. This is like a, a grocery store like pulp novel from the 70s, and I'm maybe like 15, 20 percent of the way through. And so far, there have been more elves having sex with deer than I was expecting. We'll just say that. That's that'll get you started. It is some shit. It's also this is back to the old days of Read Week where the people I've asked to be on the show, I start getting text messages throughout the week that are just like, I'm so mad at you. <laughs> this is one of those. So tune in for that next week. It'll be old school and fun. Also, thank you again to Paul from New Jersey for sponsoring this. We also let people who uh, sponsor we ask them if they want to give any shout outs or anything they want to promote. And uh, Paul says, um, since I work for the A and E network. I would. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to you dropping a line for Live PD, of which I'm actually a longtime viewer, loyal viewer, which has already become quite a hit for us. Are you guys familiar with Live PD? Yeah. 
I was I had not heard of it either. So live PD, it's sort of like cops, but it's broadcast in real time. So they just on Friday and Saturday nights they have camera crews out with local police doing work. It's like on a ten minute delay in case something terrible happens. But um, they're just like it's just live, live cops. <laughs> Someone was like, "Cops is fun." But hey, what if look it was at this live? drug dealer. There's a guy with a bunch of glass <laughs> bottles and a briefcase, and <laughs> it's it's like it's like this <laughs> drug dealer. a bunch of real. money on the ground like and cop, left. Cop finds just a warehouse full of empty briefcases. <laughs> <laughs> this is suspicious. This is why we keep it on a delay. <laughs> so yeah, you guys check out Live PD on the A&E Networks, and thanks again to Paul from New Jersey for sponsoring. Also, thank you to Joanne from Calgary for becoming a new beat buddy. And I know we tried really hard not to do this, but also Joanne, I think you're probably a great parent. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, awesome panel. It's been so much fun. Anthony at Anthony Lopez Part 2. Thanks for having me as always. It's always great. Uh, Taylor Clark uh, from Seattle at Taylor Clark Uno Dos Tres on Twitter. It's one, two, three. One, two, three for these. Don't I have like nine tweets. I'm more in uh, Instagram. Oh, really? Great. Yeah. What's your Instagram? Uh, real Estaler. Real Estaler. Like Real Estate Taylor. <laughs> yes. That's also, also bad not to say. Great. But my social media presence is garbage. <laughs> it sound like it. I should ask people if they want Instagram instead because it's totally good. And uh, I, I really enjoy Instagram. So Just email Taylor. me. <laughs> like, hey Taylor, what's one short funny thing you've thought recently? And then you'd, you'd email us back. It'd be great. Exactly. It's a few days late. Very but. slow Twitter. Uh, and uh, at Curtis underscore Cook. Yes. Thanks for joining us, and look for uh, the Thank Jim Jeffries show and Comedy Central when it returns. Yeah, it returns, if we're allowed to say it's returning. It's when does this? It's already been announced that it got picked up again. Yeah, it's coming back. It's coming back. So uh, check for that. Yeah, this will come out next week. We Why did you ask if you didn't care? What? You asked me when it came out, and then it sounds like you don't care. When what came out? The podcast. Oh, I was going to... I don't remember. Never mind. You guys, uh, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. Read it, wait. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Psh.